This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, this is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. That's right, this is Old School on 93.7 The Ticket, brought to you by the Mercado Certified Piedmontese, every type of meat, every type of cut, as the Husker Hall of Famer Jay Foreman would say. Jay will be with us in hour number two of the show, but for now, I'm Austin Norman, just guiding you through this first hour. We got some more content from Big Ten Media Days we'll bring your way. Uh, I don't want to steal too much of Jay's thunder uh, in hour number two. He'll talk a lot of Nebraska football fall camp day one uh, and the NFL situation as well. My beloved Colts, uh, his rival Colts, of course, Jay, from his time with the Texans, uh, definitely getting to get into the, the war of words. Uh, for now, between Jim Irsay and Jonathan Taylor, what do you think actually went down on that bus between the two of them? Is Jonathan Taylor traded? We'll get into all that and more with Jay in our number two. But for now, we'll send you uh, back to Big Ten Media Days, back to Indianapolis, uh, where our crew at 93.7 The Ticket was able to sit down with Howard Griffith of the Big Ten Network. Here's that the first part of that interview. We'll break it up into two for you. Here's the first part of that conversation with Howard Griffith from Big Ten Media Days. Back with Vershawn Jackson. Powered by Bauer on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. That's right, Big Ten Media Days. We are back, and we're back with a guest that was with me last year that was awesome, and he's a fullback, somebody that I, I look up to. I've watched your career, eight touchdowns in the game. Jeez. With Amon Green, I'm trying to ask both of y'all what that backfield looked like with Chuchu. Ooh. What that looked like. Here's what's interesting, right? So I probably got the ball once a month. I probably wouldn't have got it at all right. if I was in the backfield with this guy. Right. Because Don't I, block that in. Go block that dude over there. I come in. I come into the NFL watching him and Terrell. I'm a Seahawk on the sideline. Yeah. And I remember when they came to the kingdom my rookie year, I saw how offense worked. I saw how backfield worked together. I said, ooh, I can't wait till I can have a fullback in front of me. I had Max Strong. Yeah. Right, right, right. But I wasn't starting yet. Ricky had him. Yep. But still, with seeing them, I mean, one of, one of the plays, Rob, <laughs> I'm sitting on the sideline. Y'all got the ball. And I just see TD kind of just almost look like he's jogging down the sideline, but he full tilt. Tilt. He's gone. <laughs> you know, just like, okay, that's what, what, that's what a great runner. That's what I need to look at, look like in a few years. Yeah. You know, and then watching Robert. And him do the, his job as a fullback, you know, college pro, and then watching him now in the Big Ten now where he's just my first time here. Just it, it, It's a good experience to see this, feel this. And like we were talking off uh, off show here, just watching the, 
the evolution of the fullback not being in use. You know, we just <laughs> not playing, about, not playing at all. Yeah. And like we mentioned, the tight yeah. end mm-hmm. trying to get put in that like that position yeah. of where it's a mindset as fullback. You got to have that mindset of it's going to get physical. And it's going to yeah. be physical for the whole game, and, and that's the way it is ultimately. And yeah, like for me. I wasn't – I played tailback in college a little bit, but I was mm-hmm. still that tweener. And we ran kind of the West Coast offense where it was split backfield. So, it really, you know, they were interchangeable, the two positions. Right. But once I got to the NFL, it was like uh, being a ninth-round draft pick, uh, seeing some yeah, of these dudes. Not. <laughs> I'm not that. <laughs> so, it was, real, it was real quick to me. If I wanted to have a career yeah. in the National Football League, I was going to have to make an adjustment. Mm. And that adjustment for me was going to play the fullback position and I kind of looked at it because nobody wanted to do it. Mm. Literally, nobody yeah. really wanted to do it. And we had Moose Johnson was somebody that I looked at because he made it popular once again because yeah. uh, he played in his offense with Ernie Zampezi uh, in Dallas. And then Ernie Zampezi came to the Rams where we had Jerome Bettis mm. was there. Cleveland Gary was there. Big and he tried, yeah, he tried to put that in, in that scheme. But, you know, I just stayed at it, and I felt like, for me, wanting to be in the National Football League and have a career mm-hmm. was more important than anything else. So I had to make whatever adjustments I needed to to, to be able to have a career. Yeah, H- Howard, let me ask you a question. Yep. What does a – because hopefully we mm-hmm. see a, a fullback at Nebraska this yeah. year. We wanted a fullback. Mm-hmm. you got to have a fullback. I know how important a fullback is. What is a fullback to you? What would that look like? Well, I think, first of all, the – He's one of the people on the team that's this this unselfish. Yeah. It's all about team. It's about doing a person that's got to recognize that the job he's doing is just as important as anyone else's. Even though when the run game is working, it's the are we going back to this eye back or are we calling it a tailback? We gotta we gotta get that cleared up. Correct. <laughs> in I, Nebraska, I, I, I thought it was both it? anyway. Okay. I thought it was interchangeable. I back tailback you. I back you. Okay, it was all the same to me. Well, okay, well, I but, say within the state is I back. Okay. <laughs> so I, I think you know having having guys that that, that want to play and know how important it is. And listen, you you're not gonna get the ball. That's what it is. You might get a dive here and there, short yardage. But it's not really about that. It's about you going out and doing your job to the best of your ability, even though mm-hmm. it's the tailback and the offensive line are doing a great job. It's the quarterback and the wide receivers are doing a great job, and you may not be mentioned. So you have to, you know, what's important to you? you got to understand, you know, your teammates respect you because, you know, you're doing, you're working hard, you're doing all the things you need to. So it'll be interesting um, if Nebraska is, is willing to do that because that's something that we're not seeing necessarily in this conference right now Mm -hmm. so that means defenses have to get prepared for it and even if they're having to spend 10-15 minutes of that that practice each day worrying about that personnel group that still gives you an advantage yeah because that's more physical than this you got you know you're talking about that personnel group we're talking about the 12 personnel Mm -hmm. two tight ends a fullback or running back back there you know that physicalness that is a part of football that I think I believe even at I know at the NFL level a lot of teams forget yeah, you know, but at the college level, especially in this conference, traditionally it was a physicalness. Yeah. We're gonna beat you up between the tackles, and then if we have some wides that could get you over the top, then that's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. So, what what teams? I say for yourself, uh, Howard, in this conference, in this year coming in, can be those type of teams that will be able to beat guys up, and then if they have a play action, to hit it deep then later in the game. Well, I'm I'm interested to see 
where Wisconsin ultimately decides to go, right? They mm-hmm. brought in Phil Longo, who wants to spread it out and zip it all over. But they have Braylon Allen, who you want to – yeah, have he, you ever seen him? I've seen him. I didn't realize he was a freshman when he was a yes. freshman. He's a monster. <laughs> he's a, he's a grown monster. man. Yes. He's All a grown man, man. All yes. of it. Yes. So I don't care how bad you want to throw it around, you better find out how to get him involved. Yeah. So that's a team that can get it done. You look at Michigan. Michigan yeah. will play big boy football with you. I think Ohio State wants to kind of get back to, the, to some of that as well. So I, I think you look at some of these teams out there that can make make those adjustments. I think Minnesota's another one that tries to, mm-hmm. to get there. And again, I'm interested to see what Nebraska ultimately looks like. Um, you know, they've got you know, some quality transfers that have come in there yep. that were really good at the teams they were and didn't participate. And now I think have an opportunity to step in and play. But I, I just think uh, the coach rule is, is in a great situation. Um, he's turned the roster over a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it's about, you know, let's face it, man. I want to see Nebraska football back where it's supposed to be. Right? I think we all do. I want to see I wanted to see Michigan back where it needed to be. Exactly. The conference in college football is so much better when those blue chips are playing at their very very best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 The when you look at well, Michigan, so let's talk hardball, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think that's going to affect them coming back, him being gone four games, and coming back to having to play Nebraska at Nebraska? I'll, I'll say this. So I, I don't I don't know whether or not the suspension is happening, going to happen. Yes. The way it's going to be set up, is he only going to be suspended from games? He's got a really good coaching staff, right? Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting to see who's the interim coach. Hopefully it's Mike Hart. Uh, but that's a different story. It's oh, a yeah. different story. But this is a team that's built from the inside out. They're going to play hard defense, defensive line, offensive line. Talk about a team that's won the Joe Moore Award two two years in a row, but for the best offensive line in college football. And they've got wide outs that can go get it. J.J. under center. I mean, that's a team that that I think no matter what happens with, with Coach Harbaugh, they'll be ready. They're going to – it'll be a process that's going to be put in place to get them to this point. Um, it's unfortunate that the suspension, whatever may happen, happens, but – I think this is a team that has uh, kind of found their groove, right? Because for a while, they couldn't get anything done right. They weren't maximizing, you know, their resources at all. Now they mm-hmm. are. And yep. now they're in a situation where Ohio State's kind of looking up. Penn State's kind of looking up. So Michigan's a team to beat right now. But uh, it'll be a challenge because they still may not have a good grasp of what Nebraska ultimately is trying to do, although they'll have some games under their belt. Yeah. Yeah, Michigan got that, like you said, big boy football, almost hardball mentality um, type football. So switching back to Nebraska, what's the, what are your expectations with there with Coach Rule having a spring ball, mm-hmm. having NIL, having Transfer Portal yeah. all available to get this roster? You kind of said kind of turn the roster mm-hmm. over, having some recruits committing early too, yeah. you know, for 2024 mm-hmm. already. So what are you? what's the expectations for 2023 with them? I, I think – Listen, bowl eligibility is always something that, that in Nebraska, that the bare minimum. Yes, minimum. That's, yeah. that's bare it's minimum. It's hard to right. see that as a and it's, former player and it's not right. there. It, right. But also, I mean, there was, uh, however you felt about Bo Pelini, he, he got the most out of the players, man. Yeah. And yeah, he was. He, he did it his way. I'll yeah, say that. He, he did it a little differently. I mean, it, but shoot. From all accounts, when I spent time around the team, they loved playing for him. Yes. It just may not have looked 
right correct behind the camera if you're looking at your television. But it, it's Nebraska football has fallen to to a point where it is now. It's just as you guys know, it's unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I believe that you start to set the bar. You then you you have to continue to build. Where is he going to go? He's going to go in. He's going into Texas, right? He's going to get those Texas guys out of there. I think well, he's he, in Omaha. Yeah, he's in Omaha. He, and, and back in Omaha. He's in back Omaha. In state, back, back in in, in, in 1993, there was seven recruits from Omaha. Of the seven. Six of them finished, mm-hmm. and all of them won championships. Mm-hmm. He recruited Omaha like no other coach has. So, you guys lost. Who was it? Who was the last? Was it a tight end that got yeah, out? No of offense. Yeah, no offense. No he got out of town. Yep. yep, which is crazy to me. But yeah, so but I think he's gonna set. He's gonna set the foundation for what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a builder. He's done it. Mm-hmm. Temple. He, he's done it at Baylor. Things didn't work out in the National Football League. Which is tough for college coaches. We already know that. And I think it's, it's going to be a huge benefit for Nebraska. Because to me, when a guy has had that kind of success throughout college, go to the National Football mm-hmm. League, he has an opportunity and doesn't have that kind of success. Mm-hmm. He, he has a chance, and he had time to really sit back. And he's even talked about it, how he – probably enjoys the college game much more because of the interaction with the players Mm -hmm. because he gets to develop and build those type of relationships that you don't necessarily get to build at the NFL level. So I expected the players to, to just, you know, sell out for him because they know that they're going to, he's going to believe in their Mm skill set and what they need to do. And there is, to me, when you have players that believe in the guy in the front of the room, and know that the guy in the front of the room can coach you hard oh, yeah. and say want. and do what he needs to do, but at the end of the day is going to put his arm around you and say, look, this is the way we got to do things. And that player knows that you care. Yeah. That's the type of team you want. Yeah, Those good, are teams good you players want, want that. Yeah, you yeah. want to be coached. You want to be coached yeah. hard and just be fair. Hey, guys. That's Vershawn Jackson and Amon Green with Howard Griffith of the Big Ten Network at Big Ten Media Days last week. We'll stop the interview there, take a break, give you the second half of the conversation uh, with VJ, AG, and Howard Griffith when we get back. Back to Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. No DP, he's traveling back from UFC. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Jay will be in shortly. But until such a time, I'm Austin Orman, taking you through hour one here of Old School, brought to you by uh, the Mercado Certified Piedmontese. Thanks for watching on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Allo Channel 951. Any comments or questions about Husker football, get them locked and loaded for hour two, either on the comment section, whichever app you're watching on, whichever website you're watching on, or text call in 402 464 Five six eight five. We left you in the middle of an interview uh, between Vershawn Jackson and Amon Green with us here at the Ticket and Howard Griffith of the Big Ten Network from Big Ten Media Days last week. Let's pick it right back up. Hold on, man. I just gotta say something real quick. Uh, 
I'm sorry, Terrell. Yeah, it's kind of it's, it's, it's hard. It's, it's, it's hard. All the backs with the offense. Two know, fullbacks I, and a running back. I'm sorry, I, I, you lose this deal. Well, I got Jay over there. You know, me and Jay. Me Jay ain't worried about you. Right? Yeah. yeah, Jay should be worried about the fullback. I worry about a month. So. How much time we got? How much time we got? <laughs> he, he gonna let me know. We okay. probably got it. We, we good. We good yeah. for about another two three minutes. Okay. Um, so with me and Rob was talking, or uh, I keep saying Robert Howard. Howard. Was talking um, before we went live. Um, so he's gonna be coming. They got a little little gallivant going on. They're traveling. They're doing hitting all the training camps or two a days or whatever. It ain't two a days no more. Yeah. So tell us about coming to Lincoln with the days and what y'all. What is the whole plan when y'all do well, this trip and travel around the Big Ten? Well, it just for, depends. For so camp? when I come to Lincoln, one of the places I have to go is I believe it's called the Other Door. The other door. It's a little speakeasy over there in the Haymarket District. Man, you got me on that. I'm yeah, we, we are, none of us. You heard the other door? Oh, yeah. Oh, he see these guys, the other door. I'm not. I'm hey, from the state. Oh, it's the waiting room. This. The waiting room. Oh, no, no, no. There might be two of them there. Is this the other door? They already door? told you it's the other door. Oh, because I've been in there like four or five times. Really? Oh, yeah. I don't Griff, know. I got to get your number and oh, go yeah. to the I, other door with you. Knock yeah. on the door. Oh, oh, it's that little bitty room. Yeah. I've been in there. It's only about 14 seats it's, in this it, thing. It's like three people that can fit in there. It's, it's, <laughs> it looks like a closet. <laughs> it, it looks like a turnaround closet, like like a little half a garage. Really? I've been in there before. It, you can only get in there at certain times. Yeah, like, it's crazy. They won't open the door for everybody. Oh, no. no. So we go. Okay. So when we, we make this tour, uh, we, we're in Nebraska August 4th. So normally, I'll say, okay, we, we got to have a family outing, team outing. Mm-hmm. We go into the other door. So I have the executives sometimes that come. They're like, what in the, what are you? We, it's a team bonding experience. We got to go over here, yeah, hang out a little it. bit. Yep. But, you know, it's really for us outside of, you know, testing the restaurants, doing all of that kind of stuff, it's really a great opportunity for us to be around the coaches, be around the players, uh, and kind of watch players to develop. Mm-hmm. To me, the best thing, this is going to be my 17th uh, wow. training camp coming up. Amazing. Awesome. Congrats. Thanks. I appreciate it. But what's been fun for me is to watch young players come in, maybe a player that I was watching uh, on mm-hmm. signing day, uh, watching his tape, and then all of a sudden you watch him develop mm-hmm. through the program. Then all of a sudden, you know, their career go play in the NFL. It's crazy to see that. And for me, so Joshua Perry, who was with us for a few years, he was one of those players. Watch his recruiting tape. Watch him in the NFL, mm-hmm. and now he's sitting. He was sitting next to me. Now he's gone on the NBC. And James Laurinaitis is like that as well. So it's always been fun to to really still be close to the game, and be around the coaches, be around the players, and get an idea of what's happening, um, and how they're feeling about you know where their program is going right now. Do you do you feel like the development? Like you you talked about development, Nebraska development. Until now, I'm not talking now. I'm talking about. What development have you did you see in Nebraska's recruiting football players? Was, was it any? You know, you know what I saw. I, I saw, or I would hear. You'd hear things about what was happening in practice, whether or not it was cold outside, and some people didn't want to go outside to practice, and decided that you know we're not going outside to practice, right? So, and then those players may not have been disciplined, mm, right? right? Yep. And, yep. On a team, you, you can't function that way, man. You, you know, everybody has a role. And, and NIL is telling us this, right? Mm-hmm. And people say, well, oh, well, there's one person in the locker room going to be making a lot of money. Somebody else isn't. I don't know whatever it is, but in athletics, people understand that. The mm-hmm. players on that team yeah. understand that. 
He's the best dude on the team. She's the best woman on the team. She's going to benefit. They're going to benefit. Mm -hmm. But when you start to treat people differently, if I make a mistake and you make a mistake, but a man gets to do whatever he wants to, that stuff, that's not the right message to send. No, everybody's accountable. Everybody's got to be, everybody's got to be accountable. And when you do that and you can coach and go after your best players, guess what? That young player knows that he or she can't get away with it. So you really have to have the discipline. I don't know that it was necessarily there um, because there was there were times when you would watch this team, they'd be in the middle of the game. They'd be in the game. And then all of a sudden, just penalties. It's like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Or, or errors. Yeah, or errors. What, what, what are, are we errors. doing? Right? So it's frustrating to watch that. So I say that to say that when you're not, when you're not dialed in, and clearly they weren't because you know, they've had to make coaching changes. So hopefully the coach rule can get this done. And by all accounts, it seems that that's what's happening. But we won't know until, you know, they start playing. And is there going to be some growing pains? You better believe it. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think this team starting this year and building under coach rule is going to, or will make those Nebraska fans and alums excited about who they are now. And they won't just sit back and like, man, what we used to, that's the worst thing, right? Man, we used to do it this way. We could do that. And that's what we do, right? <laughs> we get that. But hey, that's look. What we do. Look. It's hard. Did the 90s happen? No, it didn't the happen. The 90s didn't happen. Though. The 90s didn't happen. <laughs> it didn't. That was Amon Green wasn't running for all of 1,800 yards and all them touchdowns. Yeah. He didn't do that at Nebraska. Yeah, nah. It didn't happen. Yeah. But that's the mentality, mm-hmm. though. It didn't happen. I, I don't want to change the subject, but I do because mm-hmm. I want to get – I just want to get your mindset on this whole Northwestern situation in a, in a, in a nutshell. Just a you quick. Want, right, here's the question. You want me to get fired or you want me to talk about it? I want you to talk about it. Okay. I want you to get fired. All right. Mm. All right. Because it's two different things. Yeah. I, it, it, well, we, we can, you get fired off the air. We'll get fired <laughs> off the air. Because I want that. I want that. I want that, too. But, well, we but, might have to go to the other door. Oh. Yeah. Hey, August no, 4th. August I'll tell 4th. you this. I'll tell you this. What I've learned – um, as a college player and a pro player, and even thinking back to high school, the teams that engaged in hazing, and, and let me qualify this too, carrying shoulder pads, grabbing water, mm-hmm. doing some of that stuff, eh, I don't see it. I don't see that as hazing. Mm-hmm. But when you're making someone else feel uncomfortable, about who they are and the situation that they're in, mm-hmm. that's hazing. It, it, it shouldn't be tolerated. Right. So going back, what I've learned is when I've been on bad teams, teams that outside of like my Denver teams or even I was on a practice squad with the Buffalo Bills when they were on that run to, to four straight football, uh, Super Bowls, I was on the team that second year. They, they weren't thinking about hazing. Mm-hmm. Didn't think about it. It wasn't a it wasn't a thing, but there was a team I was drafted by the Indianapolis Colts in the ninth round, and that was a bad team. They wanted guys singing, they wanted guys standing on top of the head, they wanted you know it was nothing like what's going on in Northwestern. But that was what people were thinking. It was like, well, no wonder y'all don't win. You're worried about the wrong stuff. But what happens is, and this is how I've been explaining it: bullies get bullied, and then they want to bully others. Yes. So these young They're guys are bigger bullies. bullies. Yeah, yeah, because they felt like they were bullied, mm-hmm. and then they get to they get to be a, an older player, 
And they're like, well, and now it's my turn. That doesn't condone any of this stuff, but you're talking about sexual harassment. Yeah. Yeah. Sexual assault in some yeah. of these cases that the reports that you're reading out there. So the best thing that I'm glad that they didn't bring their players here because it would have been unfair for them to be here to have mm-hmm. to address the yeah. issues that are going on uh, in the conference. So, you know, it's, it's a ridiculous situation that's going on, and unfortunately we're going to continue to hear more and more stories are going to come out about what's happening there. But uh, I hope it's – I hope it is um, – uh, a loud call for other programs yeah. to get that stuff together. Yeah. And eliminate it. If it's going on, you better eliminate it. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. we talk about this hazing stuff, and I tell people this is also, it really was for fraternities and sororities. When I think about it at the it, in the college, college atmosphere. Yeah. Right? Right. But you don't see that necessarily in football, in, in athletics, because it's, it's almost also a code of silence. Yeah. Right? If – if I go tell the coach you did something to me, how's the coach going to look at it? Not only that, I'm a rat. And how are the rest of the team, my teammates, going to feel? Yep. Now all of a sudden I'm ostracized. I'm on a team with a hundred and some players, and nobody's talking to me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, that's, it's that's the, the deeper part yeah, of the mentality of it. And that's and I don't think they understand that. You know, the guys that are engaging in that type of behavior and taking it to a a, a level that it had no business going to. So it, it's 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 not going to be pretty, and it's going to continue to. I think we're going to continue to hear more and more things come out. But how does um, that affect them? Can they can they can they recover? I don't know. From a you was one in eleven last year when nobody knew. Uh huh. Right. Can they can they put that back together and say, mm, mm. juggle the season, deal with the emotional roller coaster of not having your coach and all this mm. yah 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 yah, and the longer we go the more stuff is going to come out. Who else is involved? Exactly. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, I'm not saying that someone else is involved, but it's a logical question to believe or to ask if anyone else is involved in anything that happened. Mm. So you don't know. You don't know. You just mm. don't know. Um, and how do you discipline them if they were involved? Oh, man. Ooh, it's getting hot in yeah. here. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to shut good. my mouth down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so look, hey, hey, Griff, Griff, I can't wait till August 4th. Yeah. Because we got to go. What's, what's the room? The other it, room? It's the, it's the other door. The other door. The other Can door. we all fit in the other door? It, it's, Jay it's, all it's, it's a married possibility. <laughs> what's the, there's, um, what's is the sushi restaurant that's in the Haymarket? The Grey Well. The Grey Well. Blue Well. Blue Well. Blue something. Blue sushi? Well, we stay right next to that place. Okay. So okay. normally I, I walk out of that hotel, I go to that sushi place, and I walk across the street or down the alley to the other door. Okay. Okay. So we got to figure it out. Well, we're going to also have to get y'all some van. Y'all, do y'all fly into Lincoln or Omaha? I don't know where we're flying into. Well, if you're flying to Omaha, y'all have to get to Jackson Fairdale Cafe. That's my brother. Me and my brother's okay. cafe okay. in Omaha. We just started April 12th. So okay. Yeah, if y'all, if y'all food, food tasting, come on we down. Food tasting. Yeah. Good food there. I was what is, what's the hamburger place? Stella's? No, that's not it. It's in uh in the in the Haymarket. You talking no, about no, not in the Haymarket. This is Market. this is outside of Omaha. Stella's. You talking? You talking? You talking in Bellevue? Bellevue. You talking? Because I have I have relatives in Bellevue. Yes. So 
we went to Donardo and I went to Stella's. Yes, you talking about Stella's? There. They got some pretty good barbecue. I'm just trying. Hey, I'm I'm yeah, all I about having. You never been to Stella's? I just got back. You know that. Okay, so Stella's <laughs> this year. Stella's just so you just <laughs> trying to put it. It's kind of old time, old town yeah. Bellevue kind of. Okay. Yeah, right. Okay. I know that part. Well, I, I mean, it's about. it's it's been there for ages. Yeah. They got these big old burgers bigger than your head. It's they got all that stuff. stuff. It's yeah. good stuff. I've been they still can't beat Jackson Fair Deal Cafe. All right. Well, we're yeah. going to have to get there. We got the real stuff. That's well, listen, Griff, I'm man, I appreciate you. Outing. Come bring them. <laughs> bring it. Hey, oh, T, you got anything else for Griff? Oh, man, no. No, you great great conversation, though. Yeah. I love it. I can't wait. Because there's going to be more of this because I'm back in the Big Ten yeah. now. Director of eSports, head coach at, at the University of Nebraska. So I'll be bouncing around. Ooh. We'll be crossing paths again. I love it. Because, like I said, growing up, as a, be, be, being a kid, Getting drafted, seeing this guy and number the other number thirty. Make the reason why I wore thirty, you are now, and the reason why I was saluting just like them. Remember, <laughs> hey, because we, we was in we, the era. I saw I was these the, guys saluting. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I got number thirty. I'll bust that <laughs> off too. I love it. I loved it. That's good stuff. Man. I love it. Terrell, you got anything? Yep. Oh man, I'm gonna try to find me a defensive player next. So <laughs> you better do it fast. <laughs> me and Jay Foreman, we're gonna try to find a defensive guy. Uh, oh, coming man. back on the ticket, 93.7. We'll be right back. Big oh, Ten Media Day. There you go. Watch Old School Live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.